You're a monster! Welcome in to another episode of the Football Monsters Podcast. You got your host, Caleb. We got Dev. And we got the Deucer on the line. What's up, boys? Caleb, Deucer, what's up, gentlemen? So we got a full house tonight, baby. Yeah, yes, man. Sir. Missed you guys, dude. It was so... You know what is so funny? Because it was so lonely. I've never felt so lonely um, <laughs> when you guys aren't here. But uh, that's just kind of what happens. <laughs> um, real quick, guys, just to throw it out there, make sure you like, subscribe to all of our social media channels at the Monsters FB. You know, we put things out on Twitter all the time. We are going to be jumping in with some Instagram stuff, so watch out for that. And then we're also going to be looking at uh, sneak preview, possibly doing some stuff on YouTube, so do not miss out on that as well. Very exciting stuff to come. Um, but first things first, uh, we, we actually, as a, as a group wanted to kind of take just a few moments. Um, we all live in the state of Missouri. Devin's a little bit more Southwest than we are. <laughs> Caleb and I are both here in St. Louis. Um, but wanted to just take a few moments and, and send our thoughts and prayers out to the, the families, um, you know, of the school shooting that took place here in St. Louis. Um, it's just a really, uh, it's a really heartbreaking, um, situation that, continues to plague, um, you know, our country. Uh, it, it's, it's a very, very tough thing, you know, as a, as a father of a, of a young girl, um, I can only imagine, you know, what these parents were going through, what these students were going through. I, you know, I, I kind of almost am thankful that I'm not in high school anymore because, you know, not that this stuff isn't going to possibly happen in a workplace. It just, it's starting to happen way too much. Um, and whatever direction you, you are, if you're, you know, pro guns against guns, it doesn't matter. But the one thing I think we all can come to an agreement on is the fact uh, that this isn't okay. You know, we shouldn't, we, you know, as parents, as, as a, as a society, we shouldn't be scared to allow students to go to school and do what they're supposed to be doing, which is learning and having teachers at these schools, teaching these kids and being fearful for their lives, you know, at their workplace. Um, just really tough, really tough. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to kind of, you know, again, throw some stuff out there, man, just be praying for these families. Um, you know, there is a couple of people that passed away. Um, so, you know, we want to, we want to say, you know, we love you guys and, you know, we're, we're with you and we, we understand the kind of the pain, um, that you guys could be feeling at these moments. Um, but just know that, uh, we are resilient here in St. Louis in the state of Missouri and on, on a props note, um, I want to say, you know, to the the police officers that were involved um, and getting to the school in such a ridiculously fast manner, um, I'm proud of you for no hesitation, um, understanding the situation that was on hand and getting into that school and apprehending um, that active shooter and a timely manner that is almost unbelievable on how quick it was because the, we've seen these situations escalate in a way where many more people have been hurt. Um, so just thank you for, for, you know, doing your job and, uh, you know, getting there and getting it, getting it t- over quickly. Caleb, I know you said you had something you wanted to talk about as well. So I'll send it to you. 
and I mean, it's it's a tough situation. It a hundred percent is. I'm only two years out of high school. I mean, I'm 19 years old. I don't know if the listeners know this. I know <laughs> Caleb, you know this. Devin, I think you know. But it's like, man, especially still being in school, I'm currently going to college. And it's just, it's crazy that you'd never think it would happen to an area that would be so close to you than it is. So, I mean, I know I've wanted to pursue education for the longest time. I mean, I've wanted to pursue either social studies or physical education. It's just kind of depending, but stuff like this kind of makes you think, man, do I really want to do it? And it it just sucks. It's just a hard situation. So like Caleb was saying, thoughts and prayers to everybody affected. Shout out to the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department for getting there quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, that response time was absolutely nuts. And shout out to every single police officer that didn't even think twice about mm-hmm. running towards the gunfire. Mm-hmm. We we appreciate you guys greatly. And we know that it's just a very, very hard thing to do. I don't think I could do it. So we really do appreciate you guys for taking down that threat. Yeah. I well said, man. And yeah, I can't believe their I mean their response time was like it's like five minutes, dude. It was insane. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. insane. So now for some more fun stuff. Okay, we're gonna jump into some monster news. Believe it or not, guys, if any of you watched football this weekend, you saw a crap ton of injuries once again, and unfortunately is continuing to plague our top end talented players. So let's start with this one. Uh Brees Hall. Injury. He uh, tore his ACL, if I'm not mistaken. Was it ACL? I yep. get... Yeah, officially ACL. Okay, I'm like, man, these ACLs, the LCLs, the MCL, <laughs> there's too many CLs. Um, right. <laughs> Jeez Louise. So yeah, he tore his ACL. He's probably going to be done for the year. Um, yeah. You know, pretty easily. But in a surprising twist, uh, it also came out that James Robinson has now been traded to the Jets. I think that is, it makes a lot of sense. He's He's only got... This is he'll be a free agent next year, basically. So he's just he's on his final year of his contract. Travis Etienne is finally doing what we thought he would do when he stayed healthy. So it makes sense to move on from James Robinson. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on that? That trade? Yeah, I mean, I I uh, I think I guess I'm kind of confused on the Jets' standpoint. Like <laughs> I understand losing Brees Hall and you know feeling like you need to replace that. Um, but it was just last season. Michael Carter was a standout in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously he wasn't doing the things Brees Hall was doing this year, but he was still putting up some solid numbers in places. Um, I think what they like a little more from one, the value, I think it was a six round pick with a conditional of being a fifth round. I don't know what the conditions are. I did not see that. Mm-hmm. Um, but James Robinson is going to be more of that like third down, like and or goal line work to where Michael Carter is going to be able to be more of the passing. So they're kind of getting what they had all in one in Brees Hall by this one, two punch with these guys. Um, but for the value of what they got him at, you know, I, I saw some people talking about how uh, James Robinson's been declining this year. And I don't think that it's been, a, that he's been declining. It's just simply the fact that the snap share started going to ETM yeah. because that's who they wanted. Yeah. You know, that's all it was to it. I think Robinson's still a great player. Um, he's still coming off a thousand yards last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the jets did a great job on for the value they got him for. Yeah, man. Do you, sir, you got anything you want to add to that? 
I'd say 100% I agree with Devin here. I think James Robinson is going to be a very liable threat um, for that Jets offense. I mean, I think the Jets offense this whole year has kind of just been taking us by a surprise, especially. And <laughs> At times, I mean, yeah. <laughs> at times, for sure. But I mean, throwing in James Robinson is just going to be another... I don't even know how to describe this. I mean, it's throwing another chocolate chip to the chocolate chip cookie dough. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think he's honestly, I think he's a solid Brees Hall replacement. I think he's just an older version of what Brees Hall can kind of give you. Um, I think Brees Hall is definitely the better back, but I'm talking like they both can catch. James Robinson can catch the football. Brees Hall is a better mm-hmm. catcher, but he can. They both kind of can run between and outside. No problems there. They both will easily be thousand yard rushers in this league. So it kind of makes sense. Um, and you're going to get him a lot cheaper than you are going to get Cam Akers, who's also on the trade block. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and some other guys like, you know, Saquon Barkley's even rumored to possibly be leaving because, you know, how bad the Giants really need draft capital. <laughs> so, well, you know, so it kind of makes sense to me that you would uh, you would take a shot there. And the fact that they're five and two guys, like. <laughs> yeah, but with that five and two, the one thing I'll say is I don't feel the signing or the trading for Robinson speaks volumes on Michael Carter as much as it speaks volumes on their lack of confidence in the passing game with Zach Wilson. I feel like they knew mm-hmm. they needed to keep the run game going because it's been the only thing that's kept them in games and kept them relevant. And I think that's what it speaks volumes to. That's fair, man. I like that. That's a good point. Uh, we also, DK Metcalf, he is currently injured. We don't know if he's going to be missing week eight or not. Seahawks haven't come out and said. Uh, we'll have to, you know, TBD that one. We'll let you know later this week as as some stuff comes up. Uh, and I actually didn't look into this, and I'm sure Devin, you probably know because you were watching that game. But Tannehill's injury. What was going on with Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, um, ankle. Um, he kind of got twisted up there, uh, rolled over on. They took him into the uh, tent. He came back out. Um, Malik Willis did one play there. They taped him up. You know, um, they ended up kicking that field goal. He came back in the next series, and it, it, it's his plant foot. And you could tell he never really passed. And why the Colts didn't rush in there on a guy that you know clearly can't plant or do anything, I still don't understand. Um, but yeah, it, it, it looks like it was his uh, his ankle. They taped it up pretty heavily and he still came back in afterwards but it's definitely something to monitor going forward yeah we don't know what that's going to look like and that team's already you know rough <laughs> as is this season um vying for the you know winning their division because no one else can seem to to match it hashtag colts need help uh and then the hey, other thing yeah the other, <laughs> the other thing is matt ryan has been benched and uh yeah. sam ellinger and let's let me rephrase that. Matt Ryan has been benched. However, it is supposedly due to an injury. No, no, no. <laughs> supposedly, no. Disconnect there. I know they came out and said it, but no, he, he, they they benched him, and it was Jim Ursay. Jim Ursay sat down with Frank Reich and Ballard, mm-hmm. and basically said, um, you know, we've got to get him out. They basically feel like they lied to Matt Ryan. Uh, is one of the things they did come out and say. Um, they promised him a good run game and a good offensive line, and neither have really been true. Um, I'm not really going to dog on the run game because uh, Jonathan Taylor's still averaging a crazy high yards per carry. Um, they're just not handing the ball off. Um, so I, I think that comes into play there with it too. But what I think this comes down to is simply the fact that 
we're tired of the patch jobs that we're doing. And so we need to know, is Sam going to be our guy going forward? Cause he showed great leadership. He, you know, looked decent in the preseason or do we need to spend the first round draft capital and, you know, go after a guy in the draft. And, yeah. and that, that's all it comes down to. Yeah. Good question. And I don't have an answer for you because I also am going to, um, well, we'll get into this a little bit later. We've got some Weaver Wire pickups we're going to chat about and some coaches um, that we believe are on the hot seat. And I got one that I'm going to kind of surprise you with. I literally put in our notes, surprise. So you guys have no freaking idea what's going to happen. But last thing in Monster News, OBJ, where is he going? The big thing for me, man, it's been looking like it's down to the Bills and it's down to the Chiefs. Surprisingly, I don't think he's going to go to the Bills, even though I do think that if he's wanting to get a Super Bowl ring, I think the Bills are going to be that team. I th- like They're the team to beat. However, I don't feel like he can go wrong if you go to Kansas City either, and he does make Kansas City better. What do you guys just think? So, so Deucer, I'm going to send it to you. You pro-Kansas City, which, don't get me wrong, he was just there over the weekend. Not this past, I think it was the weekend before last, actually. But he was just there over one of the last few weekends. Or are you going to send him to Buffalo? I'm taking him going to the Chiefs all day, every single day. Um, I feel like there's going to be a lot more balls that are going to go his way versus than if he was in Buffalo. I feel like OBJ wants to be that number one guy. Mm -hmm. And I think in Buffalo, there's going to be too much competition there with Stephon Diggs. Yeah, and Davis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Stephon Diggs, Corey Davis, all those guys with the Josh Allen connection, they are making plays. They're making great plays. And with the Chiefs, I mean, you pre- you have Juju and then MVS. Kelsey. And, <laughs> and yeah, but I mean, do you really even want to consider him as a viable wide receiver at this point? True. Well, I, I mean, Hardman had a big game this past weekend too, though. But I mean, how many big games has he had this year? One. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I feel like it would pretty much be easier for OBJ to shine over in Kansas City. Yeah. I think the connection that him and Juju could have, I think it would be a very cool wide receiver to go to see. Yeah. Devin, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I still part of me still wants to say that he's gonna end up looking at the Giants with them winning and him go back to, you know, where he, you know, really started his career. Um, but out of those two teams, I definitely agree. It's gonna be Kansas City. Um while Allen is a great quarterback and that's definitely going to be the team to win a Super Bowl. And I mean, he does have Von Miller there trying to get him to come too. you know, as as he just won a ring with him. Right. But, but it's simply the fact that there's a lot more balls to go around in that Kansas city offense. Um, I mean, obviously Travis Kelsey is wide receiver one, even if uh, OBJ comes in there, that's not going to change. But what that that does always do is that opens up the field for him more. And yes, Stefan Diggs could kind of do that, but there's other mouths to feed that can catch the ball uh, successfully in Buffalo. And, you know, he's, you know, while Buffalo is good, they have proven time and time again, they almost can't do anything when it comes to the playoffs. They get right there and they just never can quite get over that edge. And maybe till this year, (laughs) but OBJ is going to see that. He also understands the kind of player that Mahomes is. And I just, I feel like that's where he's going to end up. Yeah. I mean, it does make sense. Let's be honest. So I'm not, I'm not against it. I mean, if I was him, either, either play sounds really good to me. So yeah, I mean, you basically, which all-star quarterback do you want to play with more? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Real, real tough here. Yeah. Real real tough decision. (laughs) 
Um, but that's our monster news, guys. Now we are going to head into our waiver wire pickups. Well, I'm, I'll do mine first because this is, I think, yeah, yeah. one of the bigger ones. Uh, I shouldn't say one of the bigger. All of these are going to be pretty big. I think one big one, and the reason he's going to be on here is because, dude, no one owns him right now in most leagues because uh, he kind of came out of nowhere. But that's Marquise Goodwin. We don't know what this DK uh, Metcalf injury really is. Is it going to be significant? Is it not going to be? Is he going to be 70 80% playing or is he not? You know, we, we don't really know. And the connection, even when DK was on the field, by the way, guys, that he had with Marquise Goodwin between him and Geno Smith was pretty incredible. I mean, both touchdowns were gorgeous. So I think Goodwin is at minimum a great stash play just to kind of see if there's some repetitive nature here. If you're looking at DFS, better toss him in that lineup. Uh, I think I think it's a great DFS play for this weekend. Um, I'm going to send it over to you, Devin. Who's your guy? Yeah, so actually, like I said, I've got two of them here. Right. And once again, they're going to be from the same team here. One guy is going to be 10% owned right now. And I understand there's a couple other mouths to feed there too, and we don't know what this offense is about to do. Um, but Paris Campbell is only owned in 10% of leagues. Mm-hmm. And in the past two weeks, he has showed 100% snap share in week six, 98% snap share in week seven. Uh, with 11 and 12 targets in back-to-back games. Um, he's come up really big. They keep talking about how well he's done in practice. Um, obviously, Pittman's still the number one option there. Alec Pierce has shown some big play uh, capability as well. Um, but Paris Campbell really just kind of fits a great... Um, you know, he, he's really good at getting open. Uh, I want to say, I don't have the stat right here, but like he's been open like more than any other receiver in the NFL. But obviously, our offensive line hasn't held up. Matt Ryan hasn't really been able to do well, and so I, I think Paris Campbell's definitely a guy to go out there and get, especially if you're, you know, needing a wide receiver with DK possibly being down, um, you know, and some of that going on. Then with the Matt Ryan news, my other big waiver wire pickup this week is Sam Ellinger. Um, obviously, this is going to be more in your uh, two quarterback leagues, super flex league, you know, anything like that. But I mean, even if you have, you know, some, you know, a rough go of it with quarterbacks, there's been some guys, you know. I've got Mac Jones in certain leagues and, you know, mm-hmm. we haven't really got to talk about this yet, but it looks like he might've just lost his job yeah. to Bailey Zappi in this game tonight. <laughs> right. um, so I think Ellinger, they basically have given him the keys uh, for the rest of the year. They want to see what he can do. Uh, he's going to have to do some running because of how bad the offensive line is. He's going to be escaping and, you know, shifting it out. It and he can do it well. Yeah. You know, yeah. we saw that in the preseason and he has a big arm as well. And so I think we're going to see some good downfield passes uh, with uh, Pittman going up for his contested catches. He's one of the best in the game at doing it. Um, I think Alec Pierce is going to be able to stretch the field. I just talked about what I think Campbell can do. And then not to top it off, I mean, we don't really use them, but like we have three great tight ends. And I think Jelani Woods might be one of the better tight ends in the league that's being underutilized, you know, aside from his you know, touchdown catches. Mm-hmm. So I think Ellinger coming in there and doing what he is, I think is going to make this Colts offense a lot more fun. And it kind of takes the pressure off too, because if we suck, Hey, we, we kind of expect it now, you know? So, I, but I think Ellinger is going to come in and he's going to play really well. That's awesome. Okay. Well, I know as a Colts fan, well, you as a Colts fan would really love that. <laughs> yeah. So Deucer, who's your boys? Who's your waiver pickups for this week? 
Man, Devin, I'm kind of piggybacking off of you a little bit, but I've got two guys from the same team right now as well. <laughs> okay. Um, and that's pretty much the Carolina Panthers running backs. Yeah. <laughs> and either one of them, if you're going Chubba Hubbard, Deontay Foreman, I mean, it's it's kind of up in the air between both of those. Um, I will say that if Chubba is injured this week, if he's not going to play, go Foreman all the way. Um, I know he did have an ankle injury over this past weekend against the unreal upset against Tampa Bay and two <laughs> unreal upsets against them re- recently. But I'd say uh, it's either it's just either one of those. Uh, losing Christian McCaffrey was one of probably the worst things that the Carolina offense could have done, even though he is very, very injury prone. Um, and we all know that the Carolina offense is struggling right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, arguably the worst offense in the league. And Let's having those the two, <laughs> that well, having those two threats in the backfield. Yeah. This week, I think. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, and it's against Atlanta. Atlanta doesn't have the best defense. No. And I think both of these guys, either one of them, you can't go wrong with it. And I think they're pretty widely available in leagues as well. Yeah, I think 40 per, 46% and one on one of them. I can't remember the other. So yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sneak one more in here too, if that's cool. Do it. Go ahead. Um, tight end position has been a very rough position this year, um, especially when you got all the capital that you spent in guys like Kyle Pitts and uh, the Falcons don't know how to throw the ball. Um, Only owned in, uh, well, I guess he's now up to 78%. So he is climbing uh, about 12% increase this week, but Greg Dolchich there in uh, Denver Mm -hmm. Um, past two weeks, he has been phenomenal. Um, this past week had what nine targets on, uh, with six catches. Uh, he, he's just really starting to step in, you know, and kind of looking at like what the guy they, you know, wanted him to be. And, uh, I think you should definitely go out and grab him, especially with the tight end position being the question mark that it always is. Yeah, that's a good one. Cause the tight ends have really ticked me off this year. So, yeah. um, that's fair. Uh, all right guys. Well, Hey, we're going to actually move our coaches. We're going to do, let's do a take it or leave it next episode on, on these coaches. We're going to take it or leave it if they're going to be uh, on their teams next season or mid, you know, mid-season fires. So let's move that to our next episode. Um, but guys, do not forget, you can follow us at the Monsters FB on all of our social media pages. You can like us, subscribe to us. Uh, hey, also, we've got some really fun and exciting things that are probably going to be happening in the next few weeks. So please stay tuned um, to find out what those things are going to be. But we're really pumped about it. But thanks again, guys, for listening to another episode of the Football Monsters Podcast. We'll catch you next time. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not here on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be rude, be in the mood. I can be rotten. I can be cruel, mind like a fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for you Yeah, I feel like a monster